In the name of Amun, the Supreme, the All-Powerful, the one and only true Lord, and Amun we trust, as the Republican intellect, the real 144,000 is being guided in this day and time, the mentalists, the Amun race, the bright race. Good evening. I'm your host, Intellectual Newman Mincares, and this is Mentelect Radio. And tonight we're going to be discussing the icons of the beast. Yes, I, I spelled that right. Icons. The icons of the beast. Right? And I think it's only a fitting title being that we're going and we're being forced to celebrate the birthday of one of the most iconic uh, uh, figures in American history, that of Martin Luther King who everybody thinks did so much for black people. That he did so much for black people. Right? He did so much in pushing this ideology that we should strive for equality. He did a lot in pushing the idea, the philosophy that we should strive for equality with white people and other races. Let me tell you something, and I'm going to tell you what I've always said to you all. You can't strive for something that's not real. You can't. How the hell do you strive for something that's not real? Equality is not real. There's no such thing as equal. That's an illusion. So right there, his so-called fight to get so-called black people to be equal with everybody else and equal rights and all this other stuff is a farce. All men are not created equal. All men are not the same. You got certain people who are endowed with more than others. And realistically, the person who is endowed with the most physically and mentally is the so-called black man, the bronze man, and the bronze woman. We are a supreme people. Do you hear me? We are a supreme people. We are not a people who should be seeking equality with people who are lesser than us. We are the dominant genetic on this planet. So how the hell do you get a person who is of the dominant species, of the dominant genetic, to sit up here and convince his people that you lesser than the recessive people here? Miss me with that. You telling me that I got to sit up here and act like I'm less than a two-legged animal. Are you out of your goddamn mind? You tell me I got to go and get my head bust open and have water hoses sprayed on me and be humiliated on television to go sit and drink off of a water fountain with a bunch of nasty-ass people who kiss dogs in the mouth, who got fucking herpes in their mouth. You telling me that that's going to make me whole? You telling me that's going to make me whole? You want me to drink off the same water fountain with a bunch of people who pass the herpes in their mouth? You telling me you want me to go get in a swimming pool of a bunch of people who spreading polio in the pool because they pissing and shitting in the pool, and, and, and this is where polio came from. This is why you got bleach in the water today, because of these nasty-ass white people. You want me to tell me, tell my children they should want to get into a fucking cesspool with a bunch of nasty-ass people who pissing and shitting in the pool? Chlorine was created for their nasty asses. That's where polio came from. Look up the disease polio and where it came from. It comes from them. Just like all diseases come from them. And this is what you want me to be equal with. This is what you want me to be equal with. 
Do you know this nigga, Martin Luther King, and I'm being nice because I know a lot of you simple-ass Negroes, you under that civil rights spell. Do you know what this nigga actually did? Do you know all the black businesses he helped to destroy? You do know that, right? You do know all of the black businesses this nigga helped to destroy? Him and his band and coons, Jesse Jackass, Andrew Young, and all them band of coons and that slick shit, that uh, Southern Christian Leadership Conference, which was nothing but a band of sodomites and perverts, big Rustin. Look him up. Degenerate, LGBT degenerate. He ran around with these people, and, and, and what's up? Uh, um, the chick, who, uh, 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 the, the light-skinned one, the mulatto-looking one, who uh, uh, didn't give up her seat on the bus, which is a lie, because what's her name? What's the one who didn't give up? But they say they give her that, that 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 little historical speech. What's her name? The one who didn't give up her seat, even though yeah, Rosa Parks. You know she was a damn licking lesbian, right? She's a licking lesbian. And she's part of LGBT. So they plant these, and she's a gray. They plant these people in these organizations to keep watch on people like Martin Luther King. See, because he was a damn pawn. He was being used by the elites. You see, you don't ever trust nobody who put the, put up the image of so-called black people as iconic. Because whenever the white man put up images of black people as iconic, that should tell you something wrong with them. That should tell you something wrong with them. There was a girl over a year ago or six months before Rosa Parks who who refused to give up her seat on the bus. And that young girl, because she was pregnant and she was dark-skinned, they didn't want to put no publicity around her. They wanted Rosa Parks being light-skinned a mulatto to be the face of the civil rights movement. She was a plant. Rosa Parks is a gray. They planted her. You see, they had the real girl that started that off. She was like 15 or 16 years old. She was pregnant at the time. I forget what her name was, but they didn't want Martin Luther for Coon, and them, they didn't want to. They didn't want to base the story around uh, around that girl. And, and let me tell you something, Martin Luther King. He loved white women. He was he he wanted to marry a white woman before he got with Dan. Look it up. If you think I'm making this up, he wanted to be with a white woman first before he got with Coretta Scott King. You notice how light she is, right? This coon-ass nigga had a colorism problem. You see? The elites was just using him. All Martin Luther King was was control opposition from the elites. That's all he ever was. People like him, Al Sharpton now, Jesse Jackson, Andrew Young, all Thurgood Marshall, all them niggas are nothing but controlled opposition from the so-called white man. That's all they ever were. They a bunch of goddamn puppets. Y'all better wake up. He going to tell you. Like I said, even Dr. Claude Anderson, no. Dr. Claude Anderson said his black people had bus lines that only dealt and picked up black people and whatnot. And those bus lines, they had like 500 buses. His family had a bus line. They think they had like two, 300 buses, something like that, that would only cater to black people. He said that bus company it was, it made so much money. He said when Martin Luther King came and he really was on the side of the city to get black people to start taking the bus again. Because, see, once you start hitting these Caucasians in the pocket, they ain't going to keep playing that racial thing too long. Because, see, once they, once they, once they see all the money they was missing out on because in a lot of those black areas they had independent businesses 
They had independent businesses. They had they hotels. They make it seem like, oh, if you couldn't go to white people's hotels and stuff, oh, you just had to sleep on the side. Of, that's a load of BS. That's a big misnomer. Black people have businesses all over. It wasn't just Rosewood and certain, but you had black towns all over that had hotels, that had restaurants, that had cab services and things like that that catered to their own kind. They didn't even mess with white people like that. And in one, and, and one fell swoop, uh, Martin Luther King, who was basically backed by, you know, them Jewish people, them damn, uh, them damn uh, 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 people that nobody want to talk about, backed by those people, influenced by them people, helped to squash and destroy black businesses down south with that civil rights shit. You understand that? He was backed by them northern, them, them northern people. And you had the same people that was back in, was back in the southern people. See, because a lot of these people, they love to play off the black and white thing. There's certain people who had their hands on things like to play off the whole black and white thing. They like what's called controlled opposition. And see, Martin Luther King was controlled opposition. Why did they raise up Martin Luther King? See, because I told you around that time, Elijah Muhammad and the Nation of Islam was making traction in black neighborhoods. They was making traction. You see, whenever there's something righteous in the world, something righteous in the air, what does the beast do? He unleashes something that is unrighteous, something that will act against the righteousness that is trying to raise our people up. So when the Honorable Elijah Muhammad had the Nation of Islam out here in the streets back in the early 40s and 50s and stuff like that, like I said, they built, they raised Martin Luther King. His name is not even Martin. His name is Michael. You do know that, right? That's not even his name. His name is Michael King. Okay? His name is Michael. And they went to his father first because they really wanted his father to do it. His father's name is, I think, Mark, Michael King, too. And he's, and he's Michael, and they start calling him Martin. All right? He's a total plant. Because the whole, if you look up, it was a white man back in the, um, I forget, in the 16th or 1700s named Martin Luther. Martin Luther was a religious reformist. Now, there's a reason why, you know, they because they, 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 they gave him the name Martin Luther. And, you know, they laughed. Their family name was King. See, all that was done to put that idea in your head of reform. Reform, because if you look up Martin Luther King, he was big, uh, uh, hugely in charge of reforming the Christian Church of the uh, one of them of the Luther, Luther, Lutheran, you say Lutheran Church, aka the Luciferian Church, the Lutheran Church. He was heavily in reforming at Martin Luther, a Lutheran or a Luciferian. You follow where I'm going with this? Martin Luther, look him up. That's why they named Martin Luther King after him. Because they were going to use him to reform the whole uh, 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 um, segregated South. They didn't want no segregation going forward. They wanted everybody together because everybody together means more massive consumerism. And it also meant the destroying of black businesses. They didn't want, in order to end segregation, they had to destroy black businesses. That's what they used Martin Luther King for, a.k.a. Michael King. That's what they used him for. Just like how they created Harriet Tubman. A.K.A. Uh, 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 Amelia Ross. I forget what her name. Her last name is Ross. Notice she got the same last name as Betsy Ross. Watch them people who got the last name, these niggas who got the last name Ross. Diana Ross. Watch them. They gave these Negroes certain names. Okay? They gave him Martin Luther 
after the Caucasian male Martin Luther. He was a plant. Because, like I said, what was going on in the country at that time, and they was worried, you had movements like Marcus Garvey, right? The UNIA, even though he was a sellout. You know what I'm saying? Marcus Garvey. You had you had uh, uh, Elijah Muhammad, the nation coming. You had Nobles Raleigh. So all you had in the so-called black neighborhoods, all you had was these, um, what they considered to be militants coming up, organized bronze people coming up and whatnot, and they wasn't for kissing the white man's ass, so you know they didn't want them around. They didn't want them around. Okay? They didn't want no organizations around who wasn't about kissing white people's asses and being in their place. They didn't want that. So they was watching Elijah Muhammad come up. The government watched him come up. They watched Garvey come up. They put it into Garvey. They watched Garvey come up. They watched um, Noble Drew Ali come up. They watched Elijah Muhammad come up. They watched all these groups come up. And they didn't like the fact that they was raising up men and women who didn't want to see themselves as no second-class people, as no coons and sambos and Uncle Toms and Aunt Jemima's. Elijah Muhammad wasn't preaching that. And they couldn't have black people, so-called black people, being raised up on that mentality. They couldn't have that. So what did they have to do? They had to go and get a, a coon. They had to go get a coon class. They had to get somebody who would be the head of the coon class. Right? They had to go get a Christian reverend. Right? They had to go get a Christian reverence, see, because back in the days, a lot of these black Christian reverence was heavy and attacking the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, the Nation of Islam, in the beginning. He always referred to them as these pork chop eating reverence and referred to Christianity as the icebox, because a lot of these black Christian reverence, these coon, Christ loving coons who love white Jesus, who was always attacking Elijah Muhammad and the Nation of Islam. They was the ones in Detroit going to the white man saying, oh, that, that that's the voodoo cult and that these people pushing voodoo and all this other stuff because they wasn't acting like coons and sambos like them. So they went and talking about, oh, that's the voodoo cult and they pushing voodoo. Go look it up. It was these black Christian ministers that was doing this. Okay, back in Detroit in the 30s, they called the Nation of Islam the voodoo cult because they didn't understand what Islam was. Anything that wasn't eating swine and worshiping white Jesus was a vo- was voodoo because that's what the white man told them, coon ass niggas. Or oh, if you ain't worshiping Jesus, white white Jesus over there with the long hair and whatnot, and you don't want to eat no pork no more. You 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 studying voodoo, boy. You gonna get in trouble, boy. You gonna get in that trouble. You gonna get some good trouble. You see. And that's why them niggas went to the damn police. Them niggas, them reverend, them black ass nigger reverends went to the police. They went to the uh, uh, they went to the um, uh, mayor, and they tried to get the nation of Islam run out of Detroit. So they was always the beast always saw that the black Christian church they could use the black Christian churches as a combatant against what they considered to be black militant forces that would rise up in this country, like the Nation of Islam and groups like that. So they always used the black church. And they and, and and when they got Martin Luther King, it was no different. I think his father's name was Albert King. His brother I know his brother's name was Albert. So they started going to recruit him early. They went and got him early. They was looking for a coon. They was looking for a coon. And and they was looking for an exceptional coon, a coon that is well-spoken, that can be controlled. They could put some money behind. They could raise his star up and make him a household name. And they groomed Michael King, a.k.a. the release, the, re, the, the remix, Martin Luther King. They groomed him. He was groomed. 
he went to he went to I think he went to uh, Howard University or one of them black colleges. He they groomed him. He's college educated. He he had a white girl. He wanted to marry a white woman. He wasn't even into the preacher thing. He was more into the into the look at study Martin Luther King what he really believed. He was more into Luciferianism. He was into Luciferian. He was in those goddamn reverend. He was into Luciferian. That whole reverend thing is just an act they play. He was a straight-up Luciferian. Yeah, he went to Morehouse, and he used to be with a bunch of guys who called themselves the Wrecking Crew, and they used to run trains on girls. Look up Martin Luther King history. He used to run trains on girls. They had a group called the Wrecking Crew. You see? And he was part of that black Greek fraternity, so you know what that means. Look up his history. See, they want to paint this neat, clean history of Martin Luther King like that ain't even his real name. You see, they groomed him. They groomed him to speak out against people like Elijah Muhammad. They groomed him to speak out against any that because that's really what his job was. His, he had a twofold job. Martin Luther King, Martin Luther Coon, Klan called him, and rightfully so, because they was right. We should have been separated. We shouldn't have been around them. We shouldn't have been working for them. Elijah Muhammad even agreed with that. We should be separate. We shouldn't be segregated. We should be separate. You see, we should be separate. They was into, the white man wanted to be into some segregation, which basically means you, we live on this side and you live on this side. You get to treat us like shit and, and, and tell us we can't come out. And we're like, hell no. We ain't going to be in no segregationist relationship with you. Where you going, because see, in the segregationist relationship, they get to be over you, and you got to be under them, and you got to be walking with your head down, and you can't be, you can't be, but they can look at your women and, and say, talk crazy to you. That's segregation. What they want to do is basically still be over you like it's a damn apartheid situation. That's what segregation is. We don't want no segregation with you. We want separation from you, like what the Honorable Elijah Muhammad talked about, and like how bronze people was trying to do when they had their own towns and they had their own separate businesses and things away from white people. You could go that time ago where you didn't even have to see no white people. You stayed right in your town. You had plenty of towns like that out here in America. They ain't go to no white people. But like I said, you had Martin Luther Facoon, Lucifer Coon, who came up here pushing that civil rights shit, came up here pushing that segregate, that set, that uh, integrated shit, trying to force us to be with Caucasians, assuming and putting this idea in everybody's head that, oh, we dumb niggas, oh, we, we just can't wait to uh, embrace white people, making us all look like a bunch of fucking coons that love white people. That's what Martin Luther Coon did for the image of black people. Made you look like a bunch of submissive, sambo-ass coons that want to embrace white people. That's what he did. That's who you sit up here and celebrate his birthday. And then you got to ask yourself, why, why, why would they put Martin Luther King up as an icon? Why would they put him up as an icon? You see? Why would they put him up as an icon? You already know anybody putting up as an icon for um, black people. You already know they ain't no goddamn good. You already know that. They would never put Elijah Muhammad, the most honorable Elijah Muhammad, up as no icon. They ain't putting Dr. York up as no icon. They're calling them child molesters. they denigrating them. So whenever you see them putting up a Martin Luther King, a Malcolm X, 
uh, 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 um, give me some more names, Martin Luther King, Omega Evers, uh, 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 Nelson Mandela, because Nelson Mandela, when he was, you know, in the beginning he was cool, but then by the time they got him in, his ass out of jail, he done sold out and became a coon. That other guy, what's the guy, uh, uh, um, what's that old nigga name that's out there in South Africa, uh, um, the priest, what's his name? Yeah, Maya Angelou. Yeah, you know she was a sellout. All these coons. Andrew Young. You see, all these are a bunch of damn sellout coons. You see? Bishop Tutu, yeah, he's he's a damn homosexual. Bishop Tutu is LGBT. The man got titties under his goddamn robe. You see, Dick Gregory, I'm going to just say it like that. And I know Dick Gregory somewhere. I'm sorry, Greg, but goddamn it, your father too. Desmond Tutu. All them niggas that sold out. And you too, Bill Cosby, until you until you tried to buck up and forgot who your masters was. And they had to break your black ass. You see? Ask Andrew Jackson. He knew who killed all them kids in Atlanta. Ask Andrew Jackson. I bet you he know. He know who did the Atlanta child murders. Mayor Jackson, the first black uh, mayor, they know why that happened. Dead now, Mayor Jackson. You see? Martin Luther King, like I said, as long as he was out here, yeah, as long as, not, as long as he was out here pushing that whole civil rights thing, as long as he was out here pushing civil rights and pushing black people, kissing white people's ass and being submissive and getting out here and getting, your, getting water holes sprayed on you, dog sicked on you, you see? Because why didn't Martin Luther King say, you know what, we, we, we might as well just get our people together and build our own colleges? And we should have go to our own colleges so we don't have to be integrated with white people. We don't need no integration with white people. You go on, you go you you that you tell me that's not off as hell. You sitting up here getting your head bust in and whatnot to go sit at the lunch counter with these nasty ass white people going spitting your food, you know, by uh piss on your food and what I give it right to you and you gonna go eat it and pay for it. This is what you fighting for. This is what you fighting for. This is what the nigga wanted you to fight for. This is what you. This who. This this who they want to celebrate his birthday as a national holiday. And Stevie Wonder, as much as I love your music, you ought to be ashamed of yourself for uh, uh, for sitting up here trying to get Martin Luther King a holiday. He didn't do nothing for black people. He did nothing. That's all an illusion. That Caucasian people paint in your mind to make you think he sacrificed so much. And he took the high road and he let black people get the shit beat out of them in the street and humiliated and had dogs sicked on them, have dogs biting women in their breasts and, 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 and killing little children and all this other girls getting blown up in churches. That's progress, right? That's progress. You see? Niggas getting their head cracked open with damn nightsticks from these racist-ass white police. Because you begging to go in their section and be next to them. You want to be up under them. You know why, of course, you know why Martin Luther King was into integration. I'm going to see your picture right now why Martin Luther King was into integration. Hold on.
Let me show you a picture in the DOMSR. I'm going to post this picture. You see why he what he was into integration for, which a lot of niggas like him are into integration. I'm going to show you right now why Martin Luther King was into integration so heavy. This what he wanted to why he wanted to integrate. That's why Martin Luther King wanted to integrate right there. That's what he wanted to integrate into. He wanted to integrate into some white ass. You see, which is what a lot of these fucking niggas want integration for, and they want intersectionality for, because they want a piece of white ass. Asian ass. They want access to uh, 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 um, different races of female. That's really what they want to integrate for. This is what your big-time integrationist was about. And he, and he was going to marry a white woman before Coretta Scott. And, and when he was in Dan Sweden, they, 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 the FBI got files on Martin Luther King. They got files on his ass. You see, Jed Hoover, who was a damn gray, Jed Hoover, he, they, they got files on Martin Luther King. They followed him. They got all those files they're going to release from the uh, Information of Freedom of Information Act. Watching another five or six years, I think they're going to re- release all that, and they're going to take all them black lines out of it, and they're going to tell you what Martin Luther King was really all about. You see, he was running down the damn hallway chasing a white woman butt-ass naked in Sweden. Chasing white women in the damn hallways. And his family don't like it. They hear, they know what their they father was down with. They know what he was about. See, that's why Martin Luther King was into integration right there. That's when he wanted to integrate his penis into white and, white and Asian women. Damn coon. Got it, got your, get your people heads split open and whatnot, and then you sitting up here talking, I think I've integrated my people into a bunch. Now shut your black ass up. You know what you was doing when you were sitting down there with the Rothschilds, with the Rockefellers. You know what you was doing. You know who you was taking money from, and you know what they wanted you to do. And a lot of you so-called black people, y'all, y'all are real ignorant when it comes to Martin Luther King. And you very ignorant when you see them pushing icons in your face, excuse me, icons in your face. You see? You, you're very ignorant and you don't see when they're pushing icons in your face. You see? You see how, like I said, as soon as Malcolm X sold out the Nation of Islam, he became an icon instantly. He became an instant American icon. As soon as he sold out, as soon as he grew the beard on his face and started talking that African shit, and he, he and see, that's the reason why the white man liked Malcolm X, because that one thing he did when he went on that on that done on um TV show and someone, well, see, the reason why I left the Nation of Islam is because you know they are a criminal organization, a criminal conspiracy, and Elijah Muhammad is sleeping with underage girls. That's what made Malcolm X an icon. That was his ticket into iconic status when he went against the nation of Islam. That was his ticket in when he slandered Elijah Muhammad, the man that raised him. He can never be forgiven for that. You niggas want to give Malcolm X a pass. He don't get no pass. He don't get no pass. Martin Luther Coon don't get no pass because they didn't mean our people no good. And I know you niggas are steeped in this whole civil rights dream that was concocted by the so-called white man to get you Negroes to believe that these good, iconic Negroes was here to help our people, but they wasn't. I'm sorry if that offends whoever listening, but truth is truth. 
I know you old civil rights Negroes that was around that was marching in the street getting dogs sicked on you. You somewhere clutching your head like, oh, my God, who is this man? Why is he talking like that about doctor? Get your ass off the phone. Go in the street and get bit by some more Doberman pinches, nigga. Get humiliated some more. You see? This is what your Martin Luther King was really all about. This is what he was really all about. You see? And when he, you see, when Martin Luther King, when he, when, when they could no longer control him, when he started talking about the Vietnam War, when he started talking about we coming to Washington, because he, you know, the nigga went rogue. Martin Luther King went rogue. He went rogue on the elites. He went against the program. He started meddling in affairs, business affairs like Vietnam, which was a business affair. He started meddling in business affairs. He started talking crazy. Started talking about we coming to D.C. to get our check. That nigga went rogue. He 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 tried he tried to get a conscience, and he already knew once he did that he his, his days was numbered. He already knew he was done. He always he know how them people get down. He was preparing to die. He was like Biggie. He was ready to die. After he he knew. Listen, man, you know they they really ain't got no more use for you no more. All that civil rights they used you to to to, to destroy black businesses, which is what they got Martin Luther King for to destroy black businesses to put this submissive and submental black mentality in the minds of our people to make us think that we should be trying to kiss white people ass, want to be up amongst them. See, they used him. He did his job. And ever so often, if you notice, whenever niggas start bucking up or getting, you know, coming out, coming to their senses, they invoke the image of Martin Luther King. They use his image. They put, you know, what would Dr. King say? You know, what if Dr. King was here? What would Dr. He, it's almost like, what would Jesus do? That's what that's what Martin Luther King is. What would Jesus do? Like how the white man controlled the image of Jesus. He controlled the image of Martin Luther King. He controlled the image of Malcolm X. He controlled the image of Tupac Shakur. He controlled the image of Biggie Smalls. He controlled a bunch of images. Uh, Eldridge Cleaver, uh, 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 Frederick Douglass. These are all controlled images. Maya Angelou, that's why the white man could come and take Tupac and say, yeah, Tupac Shakur would have definitely, you know, his message of freedom, he would have definitely supported LGBT, and they used Tupac image on there. You see how they're able to do that? They own the image of Muhammad Ali. You see, that's why they'll have Muhammad Ali image up there promoting race mixing the LGBT, because they own the image of these people. They turn when they turn you into an icon. They're basically telling you they're taking hold of your your image. That's what it means when they make you an icon. You see. You see. When they are doing that, when they turning you into an icon, aka an icon, you're saying when they do that, they're basically telling you that they're going to turn you into. They're going to turn you, they're going to basically take hold of your image, and they're going to turn you into what they want to turn you into. You see, that's the cost of being an icon. You see, that's the cost of being an icon. You know, that that's when they, when you see them, uh, when you see them, people like Spike Lee, Spook Lee, making movies about Malcoon Hex, trust me, he got to get permission. He has to get permission. Okay. He has to get permission from the uh, from the elites because those are the ones that's going to give him the money. You see, 
They're the ones that's going to put the movie out. He got to get their permission first, like a good boy. Like Spike is a good boy. You see? And they'll put people out here to make up stuff. Like I said, all that stuff he made up in the Malcolm X movie, a lot of that stuff was made up stuff, the characters trying to make the Nation of Islam look like some nefarious group. They do stuff like that. You see? And like I said, when you really don't stand for that, because the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, he tried to talk to Martin Luther King and, pro- and tried to probably, like, you know, set this nigga straight. But he probably know, look, man, this nigga's gone, man. These niggas are gone, man. You know? The messenger should have never sat down with him. He's damaged goods, man. Because if you could sit up here and, de- and help to destroy your people and know you ain't, because he wasn't stupid. He was very intelligent. That's what they got him for. If you could sit up here and watch these people destroy your people so you can get some butter biscuits, so you can get some white women, so you, you can get some money and whatever they, how they, whatever they promised you and whatnot, then, man, there's no, no words for somebody like you. A nigga like you is treasonous. I don't care what your name is. Ain't nobody, nobody, nobody is going to hide from judgment. Nobody can escape judgment. I don't care if it's Martin Luther for Coon, Lucifer King, Lucifer Coon, Malcoon Hex. I don't care who it is. Y'all want to show respect to people who didn't have respect for us as a people. You want to say that, brother, how could you talk about Martin Luther King like you niggas want to get emotional? You know what Martin Luther King did? You know what he took part in? You better wake up. Y'all always want to have respect for niggas who did nothing for our people. You always want to have respect for niggas who willfully um, just, uh, harmed our people, was, who was, uh, who was, uh, um, was uh, how do you say, com- uh, who was complicit with these Caucasians and these upper Caucasians destroying the minds of our people and destroying anything they was trying to build out of their life just so they can get some butter biscuits, just so they can be seen as special, just so they can lie to your lie to their people and tell see we see we really advancing, see we advancing. See, we started off with all these businesses and we was making money, now we ain't got shit. See, we advancing, see we could, and we could go to the white store. We can go to the white store now. We start off with all these businesses in our neighborhood where the money was making its way around the neighborhood a thousand, like five, six times before it get out the neighborhood, making its money. Now we ain't got shit, and we got to go to the Arabs and the white people's stores. Yeah, we done achieved something. You see? There you go. You achieved something. You got everything taken away from you. You see, just so you can go shop with white people, just so you can go to an Asian uh, uh, um, nail nail supply and, and go in there and have these Asian females beat your ass and talk crazy to you and tell you hurry up and buy and get out their damn store in your neighborhood. You see, this 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 is what you got the freedom. This is what you want freedom for. You see, this is what you want freedom for. You see, y'all, y'all need to wake up, man. Y'all need to wake up. You know, you got to realize when you got these icons, these American icons out here that's here to use nothing, but they use them as pawns, man. They use Biggie and Tupac images as pawns. They pawns. You see, I can go deep with this. They nothing but pawns. They use the image of these people to constantly push an idea across in your mind. You see, 
That's why they make these people icons. That's why they keep making movies about these people. How long was Biggie's career? And why are they still iconalizing Biggie Smalls? Why did they name a damn street Christopher Wallace Way after him? How long was Biggie's career? I mean, damn, you don't have, okay, you sold a bunch of albums, but, okay, off your first album, you only made two albums. Your career was basically two years, three at tops. Why are they still making him icon? Why are they still pushing him as some kind of iconic rapper? You gonna tell me, oh, because of his his music and his uh, what the fuck was he really talking about? Other than Satanism and sodomy and all kind of other degenerate shit, Biggie. If you go back and listen to that Ready to Die, album, that was some straight satanic shit. That's why they made Biggie an icon, because all he was talking about was some straight satanic demonic shit. That's what his album Ready to Die was. That nigga was a satanist, man. I don't care if you niggas don't like it. A lot of you niggas are satanists. It's ready to die. I'm a nigga in the damn funeral truck and whatnot. That was morbid as hell. All this nigga talked about was some degenerate shit. And y'all sit up here praising this nigga. That's all he talked about. Yeah, see, Big and Big did this. And you, actually, you niggas act like you actually talking about somebody that really did something for, to help in the evolution of our people. All he did was talk about some demonic shit. Some black-ass demonic shit. And y'all praise this nigga. Then his second album come out, Life After Death, and, and you know, it started selling, but see, it didn't have that same demonic appeal on it. So, of course, the white man saw, look, we ain't going to get no more traction out of this whole Biggie thing. And, this, you know, we want to use him to push Satanism to niggas. And he's really trying to, he's happy about life now. He don't want to be under Diddy no more. Uh, uh, we might as well let, we'll take him out while he's still on top. Well, we'll get his black ass out of here while he's still on top. We can make records. We can make money off of all those, you know, those uh, uh, little soundtracks and mixes he did, and you know, we can make money off of that. And we get his black ass out of here. That's how they talk about him. You see, they ain't got no respect for him. He's nothing but an asset to them. You niggas, to you, to you that to you, the niggas are icon to them. He was nothing but an asset, and they used up their asset. And when they got finished with their tool, they broke their tool. That's how they, that's how the beast do. He don't keep the tools around. He don't keep the tools in the tool shed. He break them. He break the tools. You see, he break the damn tools. Bill Cosby was a tool for the beast, and the tool he forgot he was a tool. You see. And once he forgot he was a tool, then they broke his ass. That's why he had to go in jail on a bunch of bullshit charges. Because he forgot he was a tool. And see, when you forget you're a tool, the beast going to show you real fast. After they give you money, give you success, put you on a pedestal, put you on a platform to run your goddamn mouth, and you forget, they're going to show you real fast, nigga, you belong to us. We'll be right back.
Yeah. So they'll always use these kind of people. Whenever they iconize a so-called black person, whenever they tell you that a so-called black person is good and that they should be looked up to, uh, turn your head the other way. Turn your head the other way. Because most of these people that are promoting to you are a bunch of Satanists, a bunch of wannabe Luciferians, a bunch of sellouts, a bunch of tools for the beast. That's what they are. That's exactly what they promote to you. When they give you these civil rights Negroes, where they give you these, uh, uh, um, where they give you these civil rights coons, where they give you these damn uh, uh, um, uh, uh, so-called liberated black female poets and all this other stuff, like your Maya Angelou's, your Alice Walkers, and all of these type of people like that, these people are nothing but tools. They liberated the liberated female tools and the buck broken, the buck broken, uh, submissive, submental uh, 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 Negroes like Martin Lucifer Coon, right? Like what Malcolm X ended up becoming when he left the Nation of Islam. Like with a lot of these niggas, they end up making them out of Bobby Rush. They with the guy who's now he was in the Black Panthers. Now, uh, now you were there in the damn Congress, you see, or Senator, whatever the hell they let you be. For your service and uh, and working against the Black Panthers and providing uh, counterintelligence information, they let you be a damn politician, Bobby Rush. Because there's no way in hell, there's no way in hell your black ass could be a politician after you was with the Black Panthers. And I'm gonna say something, and I and I want y'all to think about this. You know, I know this is gonna hurt you to your heart for what I'm about to say about Tupac. Let me tell you something. And my thoughts on this is the reason why Asada Shakur is hiding in fucking Cuba and Athene Shakur was allowed to stay in America after they supposedly got in shootouts with police. And she claimed Tupac was born in jail. I'm just saying something ain't right about that. Something ain't right about that. Asada Shakur, she had to leave out of America to go into Cuba, and she, she, they, try, they still trying to extradite her back after some shooting of some police. How is it that Tupac supposedly shot at police, right? I want you to think about this. I'm just saying. Did this sound right? Tupac supposedly gets in a shootout with police, but he don't go to jail for that. He go to jail for raping some woman, some girl, supposedly, who was nothing but a damn thought. And he didn't even rape the girl. Them niggas, them pack of niggas that was in the room would have did that to her. But he go to jail for that, and they accuse him of rape. But he shoots at two police, and he don't go to jail for that? That don't sound strange to y'all? They still got a bounty on Asada Shakur's head, Joanne Chesimar. That's her name she had over here. She changed her name to Asada Shakur. But a lot of them people that was down with that Shakur thing, they was clicked in with the government, man. They was clicked in with the government. You see? I don't know about Alfini Shakur. I'm sorry. You claim you was in some shootout with the police, but yet you ain't in jail? But your husband, Matula Shabazz, Shabazz or Shakur's in jail? I don't know. Something ain't right about that. Maybe I'm wrong, but I doubt it. Because it's funny, it's sure funny how Tupac supposedly shot at police and did all this stuff. And, you know, he didn't even get to see his father. His mother didn't tell him about his father. It sounded like a liberated move to me. Tupac was raised up doing ballet. Nothing at all like the thug image that he portrayed to y'all, right? He was raised up, and he's from um, uh, 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 the same place in Baltimore where Jada Pinkett from. 
He's from the same place. Tupac grew up in Baltimore studying ballet. He was a dancer for Digital Underground. None of that thug shit. He wasn't into none of that thug shit. You see? He was a dancer. Big Daddy Kane, no, he was just a silly nigga running around trying to run trains on girls at damn shows when, when, with Digital Underground. Big Daddy Kane, no. He wasn't talking to that thug life shit. That didn't happen until he was in a movie called Juice. Look at the character Bishop. Now, those of you who know about chess, you know Bishop is a piece on the chessboard. Bishop, the bishop. Those of you who play chess. What was Tupac's name in the movie, uh, 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 um, uh, uh, Juice? Bishop. You see? His name was Bishop. The bishop is a pawn on the chessboard. If you look at the character of Bishop, that's Tupac's character that he ended up playing for the rest of his life. That got him killed. He became Bishop from the movie. You got to watch it. You see? And so when Tupac, after he was in uh, in, uh, Juice, and then I think he did Above the Rim, all of a sudden he a thug now, he a thug like this and thug like that. He got, I, I say he got programmed in jail. Like the beast to a lot of these niggas. A lot of these rappers go to jail. You hear about them going to jail. Your Smur- Bobby Smurders and your damn, uh, what's the guy, uh, Meek Mill. All these niggas go to jail. The next thing, they come out different. They go to jail, and they come out different. It's like it's another person. Tupac went to jail. He supposedly was upstate New York. They say he was in jail. He was in solitary confinement. And then all of a sudden, should come and get him out of jail. Wait a minute. nigga, I thought he was in jail on a rape charge. How money got you out of jail? You got all this money, then all of a sudden you ain't got no money, then should come and get you, then all of a sudden you out. Something ain't right about that. You see? Something ain't right about excess extension, all these guys. And then when he talking about he had all these people coming to visit him and stuff, then they ain't want to visit, they wouldn't come and do it, no money and all this other stuff. So then should came and got him out of jail. Then all of a sudden, you thug life, you got thug all over you, your whole image changed. Why does image change? Because they was making him into an icon. You see, Tupac was the one they used to push that whole thug life thing. Niggas paint tattooing all over their body, acting like a bunch of damn felonious monkeys and all that thug shit. All them characters. Tupac Shakur was a character. You see. They used him as an influencer. They used him as an influencer. You see, because that's what the beast uses icons for, for the influence. You see, and that's all Tupac Shakur was, an influencer, just like Biggie. Why do you think they're still talking about Tupac? How long was Tupac's career, realistically? You can put all these movies together. Okay, they was decent movies he was in and whatnot. And, and you know, he had a few albums. I'm not saying he wasn't, like I said, I'm not saying he didn't have no kind of star power. Yeah, he did. That's why they used him. You see? That's just why they used him, because he had a star power look to him. You see? They, you know, he knew, they knew that the um, people, women considered him to be handsome. You see, they knew they considered him to be handsome, good-looking. So what they do, they put him in those surrounds around a bunch of women and whatnot. When he did that video, I Get Around. See, that was all to prime him as a sex symbol. Remember the video he came out with where he, before the thug life thing, that video he did, I Get Around, and he chasing the women all in the pool. See, that was that was programming right there to show Tupac as a sex symbol, somebody who's masculine, chase women. You see? They did all that for a reason. 
see. They did all that for a reason. They was they was glee grooming Tupac to push that thug image. You see, to push that thug image. Because all these people are playing roles, man. You see, and when he was with Digital Underground, he was jumping around like a jackrabbit. And he even did a, he produced down, a lot of people don't know about this. He produced an album that was sounding like on some conscious rap stuff. And he went to De La Soul, and then when they was hot, and De La Soul came out, he tried to perform for De La Soul and get down with them. And they was like, they just ignored this nigga. And he was mad at them for that. That's when he was trying to talk all the conscious stuff. So what you got with somebody like a Tupac, they'll sit up here, oh, wait a minute, one minute you conscious, next minute you, you know, you talking about Brenda got a baby, next minute you talking about I effed your wife, and you talking all this gangbang shit and all this shoot them up and all that. So you basically you a nigga that'll rhyme about anything. You don't really have no scruples or nothing like that. You'll rhyme about anything that's hot or what's, you know, what's, you know, how you going to claim to be for your people, but yet you talking about niggas killing niggas, or you got a beef with Biggie because you say he shut you up. Biggie ain't had no juice to set nobody up to do nothing. It was just a bunch of niggas that just caught you at the wrong, caught you at the right time. Really, really, these niggas that was around you that you was trying to cool with, chill with in New York, them niggas set you up. You already know who I'm talking about. Them the niggas that set you up. You came out here trying to play a thug role and whatnot, and niggas pulled your card. You see? Them grimy niggas you was hanging around in, in New York, they the niggas that set you up and got you robbed. Biggie and them was unlinked uh, um, into them people, but like I said, you wanted to use that to, all of a sudden you were super thug now and you down with the West Coast now and they just repackaged you, man. They just repackaged you. They had you playing a role. And Suge pretty much let you know probably that, well, look, nigga, you got to play this role, you know, in order to get this money. You know, I bailed you out of jail. Nigga, you got to play this role of thug life. You got to push this thug life thing. You got to throw up the gang signs. You got to act like you down with this shit. You got to act like you repping this. And that's just what he did. He played his role. Because Suge gave him, put up a million dollars to get his ass out of jail. And he wanted to get out of jail real bad. Because his programming was over. You see? And all they did was get that girl, the one that she claimed raped her, because Tupac didn't rape her. See, them niggas raped her, and them niggas he was hanging out with in New York raped her. Ran a train on her and whatnot. She just thought it was going to be her and Tupac. You can look at her and tell she's stupid. She's simple-minded black female. Came up there all caught up in the star, all in that star thing of Tupac. A Tupac, this and Tupac, is doing everything, and now she want to act like she Miss Innocent now. You see, and him trying to be down, he want to try and show, yeah, you know, because that's what he did when he was with Big Daddy Kane them on tour, going around trying to run a train on girls and bring girls around the dudes trying to show off that he got a girl with a nice body and a big butt, bringing them around a bunch of damn vultures. And them niggas just ripped her apart. That's what really happened, and she blamed him for that. That was the programming right there. You see, he had to be reprogrammed. But not for one minute do I believe the Tupac shot at no goddamn police or shot some police and you ain't in jail? Really? Really? You see? Exactly. Exactly. You see? That guy, Haitian Jack, and them, they mentioned them guys before. They said them guys' names, and they tried to accuse them of the Tupac thing. I don't know if they said they got, they stayed through the name Jimmy Henchman out there, Haitian Jack. They threw all them niggas from New York, a bunch of New York niggas out. They threw their name out there. Tupac was rhyming about them in their rhyme, and his rhyme. Tupac was saying their names in his rhymes. 
And they said that those was the people that was with him in the room that night. That See, this is all public right here. I'm not even saying nothing. It's hidden. This is all public. They said these are the people that was with Tupac. You see, so how you so how you how you run the biggie? Because like I said, that was a setup. That was something you and Suge Knight did. Suge Knight concocted that to get that whole East Coast West Coast thing going. Basically, niggas killing niggas. That's all. That's all that was. You see, and so they used your image. They used your image. You see, Tupac didn't want to play the thug life role no more. He didn't want to play that no more. So he was no longer an asset. He was no longer usable. So what they do, they got rid of him. You see? They got rid of him. And they used Puffy to get rid of him and Biggie. Because they said, like I said, all this stuff is coming out. They said it, that Puffy put a million-dollar hit out on uh, on uh, a Tupac and Suge Knight. They all, Mob James, all them guys said, I believe it. I, 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 if I ain't believe nothing, I don't like to use the word believe. I, I, I acknowledge that to be true. That, he like that type of nigga that would do that. You see? But that was done, like I said, at the behest of his superiors. That was set up because them niggas wasn't going, they wasn't going to keep following the program. And see, whenever, like I told you, whenever the icons no longer are going to follow the program, they're no longer going to be useful tools, the beast breaks them. He'll use other niggas to get them niggas, set them up, and just get rid of them niggas. They break the icons. You see, you was a good coon when you was being a thug, when you was being a gangster, when you was talking that gangster shit and all that and that degenerate shit. You was being a good, you was being a good tool. He was being a good tool when Martin Luther Coon, Lucifer Coon, was talking about civil rights and you know black people. We should strive to be with white people and we should strive to drink off the same water fountains with them and strive to 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 uh, 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 you know our color. Even though there's something wrong with our color, we shouldn't be judged by. The, ain't nothing wrong with your, the color of your skin, nigga. What are you talking about? There's something wrong with the color of their skin. They ain't got none. That's why they degenerate like that. But of course, you wanted some. You wanted some. You wanted the rights of some white ass. You see, you wanted you wanted to free yourself into some white vagina. That's why you wanted to push all that heavy integration. And a lot of them niggas that push that integration and these black bed winches, they with the they with this swirl, they with the mix up. That's really what they're driven by. Intersectionality, as they say, interracial sex. That's what they really after. That's what they're driven by. They ain't driven by no, oh, I think this is going to be right for my people. No, this is just more, uh, 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 this is nothing but more access to white ass and Asian ass or uh, other racial ass. That's all that's access to. You see, that's why they were all into integration heavy and all that. That's all that's about. They don't give a damn about no black people or, you know, you the betterment of their people. They don't care. They care about what they want because, like I said, these people operate from their own individual mindset. They operate from their own individual mentality. And Martin Luther Coon, Lucifer Coon, with Martin Luther King Coon, whatever you want, King Coon, he was no different. And, again, I don't give a damn what he meant to y'all. It ain't about what he meant and what you believe he meant. It's about what he actually was. See, a lot of y'all can't deal with actuality. You don't want to deal with actuality because actuality equals reality. You rather deal with fantasy. You rather deal with fantasy. You see, 
You don't look at all the things that black people lost as a result of Martin Luther for, Martin Luther King and his damn civil rights movement that was backed by Caucasians that destroyed your cities and towns where you had black businesses and and, and and a real community where the dollar is going around. Basically, with a lot of you see these Jewish communities, they do. They model they modeled after a lot of black settlements and towns where they came into America, and they still do that to this day. This is why you got Jewish neighborhoods where they got their businesses there, and they circulating their money around, and they and they got Asian communities and enclaves where they circulating their money around amongst their people. But whenever it come to bronze people, and we being the people and circulating the money around in our enclave, all of a sudden that's a problem. That's a problem when you don't want to be a damn submissive, subservient coon and giving your money to a bunch of disrespectful-ass people, white, Asian, East Indian, whatever, giving your money to a bunch of Arabs and foreigners so because you can't have a store in your damn neighborhood. You can't have a store in your neighborhood because your own people are sit up here and try and, and rip off the damn store, rob the store, degrade the store. But if a damn Arab or a Caucasian or whatever's in there, they got respect for it. Uh, Asian, they got respect for it. You see, that's thank, you thank people like Martin Luther King for that. You see, because he gave a low grade to black business and gave an upgrade to white business when he did that integration shit. He gave a low grade to black business and an upgrade to white business. Because he told you that's what you should be aiming for. You should be aiming for equality, aiming for equality. But like I told you, there is no such thing. Even when the Honorable Elijah Muhammad Nation of Islam was about freedom, justice, and equality, like I said, there is no such thing as equality. There can only be supremacy for us. That's it. There's no such thing as equality. How the hell are you going to be equal to the devil? If you say the white man, the devil, and the so-called black man is God, then how the hell are you ever going to be equal to the devil? You've got to make yourself a devil to be equal to the devil. We'll be right back. Thank mm-hmm. you. 
ای بابا مار 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 رینگ 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 So, always keep this in mind that um, you know you got plenty of people who appear to be something that they're not. Martin Luther King was one of those people, and they can continue to use his image to push into to push. This we all got to be together, we all should be one. But see, they only mean black people should think like that. They only mean black people should think as though in order for us to be considered whole, in order for us to be considered uh, uh, of, of um, any real uh, 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 importance or any real value, we got to be linked to white people. This is how they want you to think. You got to prove yourself to white people. And other races of people, you have to prove to them that you're good enough to be with them. This is what Martin Luther King was promoting. In other words, that was a downgrade to our people. We ain't got to prove shit to nobody. How the hell we are, are the supreme genes on this planet, the, the definitive genes, the, the, the dominant gene on this planet? Who the hell do we got to bow down to? Who the hell do we got to prove anything to? Supreme people. How the hell are you going to tell the supreme people to bow down, to bend over? But see, the problem is you got so many people that's willing to do it, like Martin Luther for King, Lucifer King. He was willing to do it. You see, he was willing to be used as a bargaining ship, as a tool. He was willing to be used to be work, to work against people like Elijah Muhammad, work against Garvey, work against anybody who was about the evolution of our people. See, they had to get somebody to go against and be opposition, controlled opposition that they worked against to get so-called black people to follow that Uncle Tom mentality, that Uncle Tom black mentality. You see, they had to get people to do that. And this is what they chose Martin Luther King for. To get to, to help to destroy black business, destroy black communities, because you do know those black communities where businesses were set up in California, set up in Oakland, set up all, and see again they try to make it seem like black people only set up businesses in certain, but they set up businesses everywhere because they had no choice. They had to set up businesses and be independent because white people wasn't dealing with you like that, so you had to have black stores, restaurants, and all this stuff, and black people had that. And what they wanted to do. A lot of these government principalities and city principalities, they wanted to destroy black communities. They wanted to destroy black communities. This is why, if you notice, all the major freeways and throughways in this country are through, uh, went through what used to be black communities. That was done purposely. They put all of the throughways and the freeways and all that through black communities. So when you were on 405 and all these different highways and throughways, just know they put them through black neighborhoods, put them through black communities where there were businesses at. They destroyed those businesses, took those businesses because they planned on doing that because they was like, well, if we take the niggas' businesses and destroy it, where they going to shop and buy food and all this? So we might as well, because in order for us to grow the country and put highways and throughways and freeways through, we're going to do it through black neighborhoods and black communities and black where black businesses are because we're going to just tell these niggas, just, just go integrate. You can go to the white store now. That's what the plan was. You, you, you niggas could go to the white store. 
that's that's that that was the that was the with the real that was the whole real motivation behind Martin Luther King and them uh, expanding and interconnecting everything in the society. That was that what that was about. So they used Martin Luther King to destabilize black businesses in America, destabilize black people in America. That's what he was used for. To go against groups like the Nation of Islam and things like that and tell, oh, see, y'all, y'all can't be, you, you know, you shouldn't be like that. You know, you, you got to love your neighbors and, you know, you got to love the white people and let them piss on you, shit on you, talk crazy to you, disrespect you, and you should just accept that. You just accept that because that's a part of being black in America, taking shit from people. You see, that's part of being black in America, being a bootlick and a coon in the sambo. So when you fucking niggas sit up here and tell me about what Martin Luther King was about, you niggas can miss me with that, man. And black authority, nigga, you sitting up here talking about, oh, the real Martin Luther King, nigga. If you sit up here and your history lesson on Martin Luther King is as as as, as uh, 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 spotty as your uh, uh, your history on that clown, uh, Eldridge Cleaver, that you got up on your wall that you showing, then, nigga, you need to stop making videos about Martin Luther King or Malcolm X because you don't know nothing about them. I know all about Martin Luther King and Martin Luther, and Malcolm X, Malcoon Hex and Martin Lucifer Coon. I know all about them. And Eldridge Cleaver, who you got up on your wall, nigga, when I asked you 10 years ago, did you know who that was? Oh, uh, I, I, I put it up there because it looked cool. You sound like a goddamn fool, black authority. You supposed to be a black authority. Jason Black, all the same nigga. You supposed to be an authority. You don't know who Eldridge Cleaver was, this Sambo-ass coon in the Black Panthers, this sellout, this informant. You didn't know who Eldridge Cleaver was? You got his picture up there, nigga. You still got his picture up. But you always you gotta watch these coons, and he you said it yourself, Black Thor, Jason Black. You gotta watch these old niggas. You almost you becoming an old nigga, and you in your forties, you becoming an old nigga. You see, because you start making up stories about the um, you know, like this lab video you did about Martin Luther King. I ain't even watched that because I, I I could tell if you talk to Senator Pierre, talk got praise for Martin Luther King, and I know you don't know who Martin Luther King really is. And when all you niggas with this civil rights shit, that this program civil rights nonsense in your head, where they, they telling you Martin Luther King was such a great person, like I said, do the real history and background of Martin Luther King. Find out who the man really was. He was not no reverend. He was not, he didn't believe in no God. He was a Luciferian. He was a degenerate. He loved white ass. You see? White female, I, don't, I I can't I can't I can't really speak on whether it was male, but I know he liked white girls. You see, and he wanted to marry a white woman before Coretta Scott King, so he didn't care much about you so-called black women. He used to run trains on black women at Morehouse, and there's a crew called the Wrecking Crew or the Wreckers Crew. You see, his name is really Michael King, not Martin Luther. His name is Michael King. Okay, and after he died, after he died, you know they they sent somebody out there to kill his mother. They killed his mother in 1972. Sent some old midget Negro, some nigga under mind control over into the church in Atlanta, killed his mama, and they found his brother drowned in a damn swimming pool somewhere. You want to tell me that's a coincidence? Do your real history on Martin Luther King and what he was really about. Stop trying to sit up here and make everybody a damn icon who don't deserve icon status. You see? 
Elijah Muhammad was an icon. Demonized was an icon. Though he had some missteps and, and misdirection, he still stood up for the uh, for the betterment of our people and gave more truth than a lot of these niggas did, man. You see, those are real icons. They sacrificed. You see, they lived their life for the betterment of our people. They stood in righteousness. And, of course, the beast going to try to dirty them up, going to call them cult leaders, call them pedophiles. You see, when the white man talk about people like that, when he dis, when he denigrates people like uh, uh, denigrates our people, you got to look into our people and see what they really did. Because nine times out of ten, if he's denigrating our people, that means they did something great. They'll denigrate me over time. They'll denigrate me. That's okay. That's okay. As long as my people know what time it really is, they'll denigrate me because I'm not a coon, and I don't support icons. And I don't stick up and act like icons was the greatest thing since sliced bread like Martin Luther Coon. I call them for what they are, and a lot of people ain't going to like my language. I don't care. Truth is truth. Reality is reality. I call it how it is. Call it how it really is. I ain't going to sugarcoat it. Ain't nobody sugarcoating it. Ain't nobody going to tell you what you want to hear. We ain't doing that over here. We're telling you how it really is and who Martin Lucifer Coon really was. And like I said, we don't need to be celebrating his holiday. In fact, I was looking to go to the goddamn post office, and I was mad I couldn't go to the post office and was wondering why. If I ain't going to celebrate no damn uh, um, um, George Washington or Abraham Lincoln, I damn sure ain't celebrating no Martin Luther King holiday. The hell out of here with that. That man has done nothing but work against our people. He ain't did shit for our people. But like I said, a lot of you Negroes are so programmed by the so-called white man to tell you that Martin Luther King is a great man. He See, we're going to celebrate his birthday because he stood for uh, 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 equality for everyone. You, how are you going to stand for something that don't even exist? How can you stand for something that don't even exist? You got you to, gotta, you know. You gotta let that. You gotta let that go, man. Our people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Our people are destroyed for lack of understanding. And we sitting up here bigging up people and giving props to people who don't deserve it, who don't don't deserve it. I ain't said ain't nothing I said here tonight that wasn't true. Ain't nothing I said here tonight that wasn't true. You can look into it. You got to look a little harder because, of course, the beast ain't going to put all this right out in front of your face. But you got to do a little extra work and digging if you don't think what I'm saying is true. You can look up everything I said on Tupac and go back and listen what I said about him, what I said about Biggie, what I said about Martin Luther Coon, what I said about Malcoon Hex, what I said about Eldridge Cleaver, what I said about, uh, uh, um, uh, uh, what's her name, uh, um, Maya Angelou. What I said, and notice she notice the name she got Maya. Think about that. The name she got Maya for the Mayans. So obviously Maya Angelou knew, or her people knew our connection with the with the Mayans, because if you notice that that's a popular name with bronze women naming their daughters Maya. You see. Go back and look up what I said about Rosa Parks. Go up and back and look at what I said about Martin Luther King wanting to marry a white woman before Coretta Scott. He was in love with some white woman. So I go to show you that he was into intersectionality. He wasn't into no black people because how the hell are you going to be into the upliftment of black people when you don't even want to be with a goddamn black woman yourself? 
you didn't even want to be with a black woman, and you made sure you got the lightest-skinned black woman you could get, coon. You made sure you got the lightest-skinned black woman you could get. You didn't even want to be with a black woman. How the hell are you going to be about the uplifting of black um, black people when you ain't even standing up for so-called, when you ain't even standing up for um, black women? You didn't even want to be with a fucking black woman. You see? Look it up if you think I'm making all this up about this clown. That y'all sit up here and year after year put this nigga on a pedestal. This watermelon head nigga. I don't give a damn about no Martin Luther King and neither should y'all. Let me go ahead and read these questions about this coon-ass nigga before he get out of here. I ain't got no respect for no icons, man. I don't give a fuck whether they black or white, whatever they are. I don't got no respect for no icons. Who are the real icons of the beast? People like Martin Luther King, Malcolm X, all them people who you see putting on a pedestal, naming streets after them, naming schools after them, giving them um, fucking federal holidays and whatnot. Those, those, those are the people putting them on, putting them on damn quarters. What the hell Maya Angelou do to get deserve to get put on the quarter? Ask yourself the question. She wrote some bullshit-ass, janky, niggerous poetry about nothing. Yeah, she deserved to get put on a damn quarter. They didn't even put Barry Gordy on the quarter. He did more than Maya Angelou. Why he ain't on a quarter or a dollar? Barry Gordy. No, they ain't putting Elijah Muhammad on nothing. They're going to put a, a, a black-ass bed wench on a damn quarter with a white with a white slave master, George Washington, the new Native American white man, on the quarter. See how they rewrite history, man? Why are, why are they icons? Because the white man raised them, the beast raised them up in the image to put us up there so we can look up to these people. They put them on pedestals. These people have done nothing worthy of being on a pedestal when it comes to our people. Nothing. What are what are icons? Icons are people that really do something real and righteous for the people to uplift the people. That's what an icon is. An icon is someone who does something great for the upliftment of, of of the people, man. His people and just people in general. He puts something in the world that grows. And I'm do I consider myself an icon because I'm putting reality in the world, man. No more lies, no more BS from the beast. I'm putting reality in the world, intellectual, logical, and rational reality that you can see yourself. Do they create the icons? Yeah, the beast creates the icons. Yeah, he creates them. He created Martin Luther King, a.k.a. Michael King, created him. You see? Raised up his image, put, and was, do you know it was Caucasians writing his speeches, right? A white man by the name of Stanley, Stanley Livingston wrote Martin Luther King's speeches. So what that tell you? How sincere was Martin Luther Bakun if he had a white man writing his goddamn speeches for him? Okay, that what that tell you? That I Have a Dream speech was written by a white man. I believe a Caucasian Jew wrote it. Stanley Livingston, if I'm not mistaken. Who are the real icons? Men like Elijah Muhammad, Dr. York, Newton Menkares, Bass Reeves. You see, those are the icons. The ones who stood up for standing up for the evolution of our people. There you are your icons. Just like that. The people that's real and the people that's righteous, that's your icons. And if I missed any sisters, I can't think of none off the top of my head. Not saying there are none, but if I've missed you, like I said, I apologize. There's sisters out there that's icons too, man. Just can't think of nothing offhand right now. You can inbox me. I'll shout somebody out before we go. But that's it. I'm going to be in Jacksonville on Sunday. I'll be in Jacksonville, Florida on Sunday. Shahar Ali. Yes, thank you. Shahar Ali is an icon. 
I give her icon status. Shaharazad Ali kept it all the way 100. All the way. So I said, we're going to close out in the name of Amen, by the power of Amen, and Amen we trust, and Amen we thank, and in Amen we continue forward forever. I am the intellectual new Ben Minkari. This has been Mentelect Radio. I'll see you guys back here tomorrow night at 10. Good night. Oh, no.